Stop into Lowe's to fit a few more projects and a lot more savings into summer. Get your deck looking its best with the new Valspar Exterior Stain. It covers in one coat, is rain-ready in four hours, provides all-weather defense from the elements, and it's only at Lowe's. Then, get ready to kick off the fall grilling season with savings of up to 20% on select grills. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Grill offer valid through 829. While supplies last, see store for details. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Good afternoon, Man y'all. Podcast. We got Mike Good afternoon. Welcome we back, y'all. This is your boy, yeah. Bowtie Fresh, Mike J. Uh, we are happy to present him to you uh, or giving you guys a little bit of information and, and giving you the podcast this week. Um, definitely want to, uh, once again, as always, appreciate everybody for listening, showing us some love, uh, giving us a lot of good feedback. Uh, make sure that you please go ahead and subscribe to us. Uh, we are on iTunes. We're on Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Breaker. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to some of the older episodes, we still have uh, some things on Bumpers FM. Um, do us a favor, though. Show us show us a little bit of love. Give us some five-star ratings. Um, and and as, as always, uh, we would like to hear from you guys, uh, potentially read some things on the, on the show, um, be it fan mail, um, and then two, also want to continue to, to encourage, um, send prayers out to those that are affected. Um, now there have been two earthquakes in Mexico City. This most recent one is a 6.2 um, on the Richter scale. Um, but definitely sending prayers out to all of those of, there in Mexico City, uh, those that have family that are affected, um, and then also sending out to individuals that have been af- uh, affected by the, the massive de- devastation uh, from Puerto, or in Puerto Rico from Hurricane Maria. Um, a lot of troubling things going on, Mike J. A lot of things with the weather, a lot of natural things going on, natural disasters. Uh, we just got to, A, remember to kind of value life, take every moment as it is, but then also, too, uh, always try to keep those in prayers that are affected because these are some, some terrible things that are going on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, you know, you sit back and see these going on and on and then Definitely, definitely. Um, also, want to give a give a special special shout out for for this week. Um, my amazing, beautiful wife just had a birthday this past Friday, the twenty second. I want to say uh, happy birthday to her. Um, still sexy as always. Um, then I'm also going to give a shout-out to the dude uh, that was a little thirsting after her. This, uh, we were out on Friday, and uh, she was getting a lot of action, a lot of, a lot of breakneck looks. So uh, definitely shout-out from the, from, the, from the couple of gentlemen that were shooting a shot from the three-point line. They, they was real slick with it, Mike. Uh, really? <laughs> uh, we were at, we were, so what happened? So we were, uh, we were out. Uh, you know, a boy like me always tries to stay uh, fresh and, and crispy. So uh, – went out to to the barbershop so her and i were were out together so she decided to go with me or whatnot man we was getting out of the we were getting out of the car and this brother was getting out of the car with one of his homeboys man this cat literally he broke his neck trying to get it trying to get him a nice little little look see a little peek i mean he to the point where he ran into his homeboy and like like rode up on his on the on the heels and everything and was like you know i saw him i saw him hit his homeboy like my bad man my bad so, you know, I, I, I give the look like, oh, yeah, this what's up. Because, you know, I, from my standpoint, I'm like, okay, cool. I, I like to have it where, you know, know that I got something that, that, that looks good. 
but we in the barber shop, <laughs> so uh, I'm in the chair, and, the, and this cat's in the chair, like down from me. So apparently, I didn't see this go on, but apparently, uh, my wife was like, "Man, it looked like he wanted to get out of the chair and, and either either snuff you or shank you from the side because he was giving you just this dirt ball look." And like, I can't. I, every time I would look up, I would see him like c- catching over, like looking over at me, and he would cut his eyes away when he would see me look up. So I definitely want to give a shout out to the brother, you know. And then, like I said, also give a, keep keep it keep it real and give a shout out to my lady because obviously she's doing something right to to keep the thirst alive. Oh man, that's definitely definitely shout out shout out to Bowtie's wife. I mean, you know, this is behind the scenes. I've been knowing them since been knowing Bowtie since fifth grade, and I've been knowing her since like eleventh grade. <laughs> so yeah, you know, definitely, it's definitely been a lot of years. So it's like a little sister to me. So definitely happy birthday to you. I thought I put it on Facebook. Maybe we didn't go through, but not you know, sit back and happy happy birthday. All right. right. Man, so let's let's jump so, to it, so, man. So, Big Mike, I was gonna say, Big Big Mike, I, I'm a you you go ahead and take the lead on on this. You know, I you know I get a little touch and go when it comes to the 45th president. So, um, you go you go ahead and, and take the reins on this one. All right, man. That damn Trump news, everybody. Once again, my man, the apricot one has showed his behind once again. So Absolutely. First, you know, this this week he went to the United Nations. Before he went to the United Nations, you know he. I'm not sure if everybody's seen him talking the president of France, and he was, was admiring the French when they had their military parade. So, so the Africa woman starts saying, hey, how he wants to go and have a military, full military parade to show the United States' dominance down Pennsylvania Avenue. Now, for anybody who's been to Washington, D.C., I don't understand how you can put all those and, and planes and everything else go above that, but, you know, that's neither here nor there, but. And he, he's always, it's every week, you know, we start, so I start, we start off on Monday. And it's like you get all this content, so it's plenty of it. Okay, so he goes to the United Nations, and he starts calling uh, Kim Jong-un Rocket Man. So this is what he says, quote, Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself and his regime. The United States is ready, willing, and able. This is doing his United Nations speech. This, this is, I know some people don't agree with our politics, but these are the facts. This is what he said. You know, you can pull it up. This is Trump United Nations speech in 2017, and that's what he said. So, but you know, the just kicker coming, is... Just coming you know, out, Kim starting Jong-un, out like that, man. Oh, yeah. So Kim Jong-un responded. So he came back with some heat. So he called Trump a mentally deranged dotard. And for those who don't know, what you say, Botard, do you know what a dotard is? Yeah, so that's, that's a weak, senile individual. Hey, man. <laughs> so you're thinking like that. You're thinking like, all right, after that, after that whole situation, North Korea, I still haven't heard Trump say anything about the... Uh, about the storms in Puerto Rico, about the hurricanes in Puerto Rico, even though Puerto Rico is part of your Americans. But, you know, I digress. Exactly. He's just, like, he's just going to chill, go to the golf course, you know, do what he does, on, you know, watch cable news, tweet, and be done. So my man goes to Huntsville, Alabama, and gives a speech. So during his speech, he calls out NFL players and, you know, son of a bitches who don't represent the flag, and they should be fired. <laughs> And, you know, Fire. my man had more anger about this than Charlottesville or anything else. And after Charlottesville, when the, when the white supremacist wrote, you know, took a car and killed somebody. So right. It, and so for, for, for him to have such a, a strong stance on, you know, these NFL players, you, you're calling NFL players, individuals who are earning their, their wage for their family, earning the right to play at such a high level, calling these, calling these grown men sons of bitches. But at the same time, you have individuals that are inciting hate against many minority groups, blacks, Asians, 
Jewish individuals, Muslims. These individuals are inciting hate, but you're you're standing by calling them. They are what what was the, what was the word? Good people, stand up yeah. people, something of that nature. Like I mean, honestly, like come on, man. Like you you are he the 45th president is being extremely divisive in his words. I mean, it's 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 unsettling. But I do. Um, I like the 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 uh, like I I don't even want to call them protests, but that's what they're being labeled. But the protests, the show of solidarity that the NFL has been given all day long today or throughout these football games, pretty much every NFL team has shown some sort of solidarity with not just the players but the teams and the the NFL as a the league as a whole. They've all come together, and you know they've either all taken a knee, individuals locking arms. Um, give a, give huge props to Mike Tomlin. The Pittsburgh Steelers didn't even come out for the national anthem. They stayed in the locker room. So I, I like I like the fact that those that, that each of them and not only the players and coaches but the owners too. Many many owners have come out and you know with comments and remarks denouncing the words of, of the 45th president. Man, it's 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 just absurd. And for you to be in an office that the highest office. And still preaching and, and, and spewing this divisive rhetoric, it's, it's just uncalled for, man. Absolutely uncalled for. And like hey, Mike but- Jay said, there's not been a lot going on or a lot being said about Puerto Rico and, and the, the, the many things that have been happening, you know, for Puerto Rico, Houston, Florida. It's, it's kind of been overlooked by, by this stuff. And it's just kind of like, man, come on, dude. But I want to talk about the Steelers. So, you know, Mike Tomlin had all the, the players in the locker room. But you notice that only that one player came back out. Did you see that? I didn't. No, I, I missed that one. Alejandro Villanueva. He's a. I think he's like a right guard. He's a right or a left guard. So he plays on the offensive line. So he's a West Point okay. graduate. So he came out. All his teammates were in the locker room. All fifty-three guys, and then plus the guys were hurt, et cetera, on practice squad. He came. He came back out and put his hands over his heart. And I got a question for you. Like, what? What? How do you think it's going to be divisive amongst his other te- teammates? I, th- I mean, I think that it could. I think the question definitely could be raised there. You know, if if we are as a team, as a collective, you know, I'm sure that that not just Coach Mike Tomlin, but the but the owners and things of that nature, they were all on the same accord. So yeah, I mean, they, were you bucking the system? Were you being divisive? Are you, you know, for what was his was his action? I, I'm not being accusatory. These are just the questions that can be raised. But I definitely think it could cause some divisiveness in that locker room. That's for sure. Yeah, maybe saw, maybe it kind of shows in the way they played on the field today because they that was not yeah. exactly their best showing out there. But we'll get to that. Yes, but also I also want to ask, you know, I also want to ask, I want to throw in, it's not about the flag, people. It's about police brutality. That's what Kaepernick kneeled for. Is I think the exactly. narrative is changed to the flag. No, the the narrative is is, is a oppression, white suprem- being white supremacist, and then. You know, cops, and now all cops are going to do good because there's so many good cops in the world, but there are cops who are killing unarmed, you know, people of color mm-hmm. that are getting away with this. That's the issue. I, think, I think that people are twisting it to always make it a flag issue and make your uh, uh, American hero. This isn't GI Joe. This is real life. Yeah. You can, I love right. the United States. But, but there's a but. <laughs> there's also the point this is, against, this is against police brutality, and you have to call it out what it is. And I have one more exactly. point, about something that you sent me earlier about Derek Wolf. You remember you sent me that earlier? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So, Derek Wolf, you know, he makes a comment saying, if you don't love America, then why don't you go, why do you stay here? Now, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to give my opinion both sides and I'll throw it to you. 
you can love something. You can love being in a relationship with your lady, but there's some things you don't like about her, and you're going to call her out about right. it. You want to improve it. That's the situation. I mean, not to narrow it down. So I, I don't understand. This is why you can you can love somewhere and be and be with somebody or whatever the situation may be, but you still can can make you know, hey, this isn't right. You can make your favorite recipe, like oh, I love steak. Mm-hmm. It could have been better this time. I love it, but it could have been better. It can always be better. So I right. don't understand. What are your thoughts about Derek Wolf? Uh, I, I, I'm going to be on the same page as you. Like I said, I mean, you you can. Uh, Overall, let me start here. Overall, back to what Mike J said earlier, this isn't about anti-patriotism or, you know, not loving the country or, or anything of that nature. Colin Kaepernick's actions and a lot of other individuals' actions are simply about the injustices that are going on within this nation. So, I, Mike, you spot, I agree with you. you spot on. Uh, uh, Mr. Wolf, things that he is saying, it, it's, it's just not um, accurate. Like you said, you can be in a relationship or, or, you know, at your job. You can love your career, love your job, so forth and so on, but there are going to be certain elements that you can either, A, improve on and make better, or there are going to be certain elements that are, B, that, that you just don't like, don't approve of, and you're going to try to make, you know, those changes. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's just what this is. Colin Kaepernick, the NFL, uh, any individual that, that shows a solidarity against social injustices, they're not stating that they are anti-American or anti-patriotic. They are saying that this is a great country, but we need to stand up for what's right and what is going on in this country is not. It, it, currently, it's not right. One more point on so, this. What about what did you what do you think about Ray Lewis being down there kneeling? Did you see Ray uh, Lewis kneeling? I, I mean, yeah, I saw Ray Lewis kneeling, and and I I understand. I I get where he was coming from. You know, he's he's trying to again, be a part of that solidarity. Um, I know that there was a little bit of conflict. Then he elbowed somebody, um, elbowed a gentleman. I'm like, I, I get it. He he was trying to be show solidarity with the NFL, the NFL players, things of that nature. Um, sometimes there are things that could be a, a bit of a, a negative light during something that's positive. I just also, but the thing about it, Ray Lewis was talking about what Kaepernick, you know, was talking negative about Kaepernick just a few weeks ago. So right. it seems and now you and now you flipped it up. <laughs> and this is and this is Mike J speaking. This seems like a camera's out there. So Ray Lewis came down there with that fresh Beijing and them daggone the two pots from the vibe <laughs> uh, cover. He out there on the solidarity, man. Please, how right. are you one second? I'm gonna be talking about the man talking. You know, because remember, you know, Kaepernick. I think his girlfriend posted a picture from uh from Django when they had Stephen was yeah. hugging the master. And he has a picture, Ray Lewis has a picture when he's hugging the arm. And he was talking about where we were going to sign Kaepernick and all this other type of stuff. But after that, then we decided not to. But now, you, now are you fighting against police and brutality and all that type of stuff, Ray Lewis? So I, right. I don't know. I just, I just feel like I feel like, he's, I feel like it was a camera and he took and he took advantage of the moment. I mean, so maybe he wants a to bit of an opportunity. Beijing. And for those who don't know what Beijing is, Beijing is that is that funny color hair color for brothers to losing their hair. You know what, Mike? Just, I ain't gonna lie. I'm losing my hair, but I'll never come to Beijing. You know, so I'm not trying to come down and try to lose your hair dye, or it's gonna get all of my eyes and blind me for life, just to show y'all that I got a I got a fake hairline. So, uh, right. Definitely, man, we definitely want to touch on that. And this is you know, like kind of you know keeping with the motive of protest. Both I know we talked earlier this week about St. Louis. So, uh, you know what's going on with the, with the cop Jason Stokely. So, 
Let's talk about that a little bit. So, did you want me to give a reprieve about it? Or did you want to jump full into it? Yeah, you you go ahead. I know I know that uh, the ex cop Jason Stokely was acquitted of the murder, and it sparked a lot of uh, a lot of protests, a lot of a lot of things. But uh, I, I think that from our conversation, you had a lot more detail about it. So go go ahead with the with the facts okay. there before so we get into the combo. For those who don't know, uh, Jason Stokely was an ex St. Louis police officer who was acquitted of a murder in Anthony Lamar Smith in, in 2011. So he com- the murder happened. Well, the you know it was the, the killing happened in 2011. So, but, so that's that's kind of what happened. So the cop Stokely said that he thought Smith had a revolver in his hands, but the prosecutors accused Stokely of planting the gun on Smith. But the DNA showed mm-hmm. that Smith didn't have any any of the DNA on the gun. So that's kind of so going on to St. Louis. That's what kind of precipitated the you know we've had Mike Brown a few years ago, some other things in St. Louis. So that's why some of the stuff happened in St. Louis. So. Uh, both, I know you've seen a, a video, a, a video. So go ahead, you know, talk about that. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, pick a little bit off of the uh, the protests and acquittal. It's just, I think it's just continuing to bring light. To, uh, right now, it's it's the city of St. Louis. They're dropping the ball in a lot of places. A lot of uh, underhanded, dirty things going on that are coming to the light now. There's a lot, the big spotlight on St. Louis. So hopefully, um, a lot of these protests can remain peaceful and get the and get the the message across that you know we are trying to bring these things to the light and not going to take it anymore. Stand for it. Um, but I did see a pretty vile video. Um, a part of these protests or, or, or you know what have you. Um, there was an elderly woman, and and she's being accused of being a part of the protest. But in the viral video, it does you can't really tell that if she was a part of the protest or not. She just literally looked like an uh, unfortunate elderly woman in the wrong place at the wrong time. And um, she was uh, in the, I guess, in the in the path of the police department or or the I don't even want to call them the police department because they look like military. Uh, they look like a military drill. Um, but she obviously uh, had mobility issues, was obviously an elderly woman, obviously posed no threat to anyone, was not being violent, simply looked like in the video like she was just merely trying to move out of the way, just get out of the way of what was going on. And at least three rows of um, shielded police officers, shields, batons, riot gear, all this, they they trampled this woman, like literally trampled this woman, um, at least three rows of them. And just kind of let her sit there. Like they just kept walking over, kept walking over, like I said, three rows of them. Um, and finally, after, you know, the, the, that front, that wall of, of, of uh, individuals kind of trampled her, there was an, uh, two individuals that came by and it appeared to be helping her up or, they, you know, helping her up to get, get out of the way or getting her off the ground. But she obviously had some scrapes on her, a little shaken up. But then to charge this to charge this woman with obstruction or something of that nature, like actually to form a to, to file a charge against this elderly woman is absurd. And 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 this is the exact thing that a lot of the protests and, and demonstrations are about. Like this this is absolutely ridiculous. The actions of the of the police, action of the the few police, because I like Mike J said, not all police are this way. But unfortunately, it's coming out that many of them are acting in this fashion, are acting in this manner. So we just want to continue to bring light to it, uh, definitely send prayers and hope for justice for this for the elderly woman. Um, I never got a chance to figure out or see any place of if she was identified or anything of that nature. But you guys can get online. There's a viral video that, that's out there, and it clearly shows it. Uh, just, just 
distasteful from from the standpoint of individuals just showing their force, um, showing their strength, um, and, and honestly where it wasn't needed. Now, Mike, I know that you also in some of this, you heard um, that there were – uh, chants and things going on in the streets, and some of them by the police and the, and, and the, the law enforcement chanting, whose streets? Our streets. Yeah, who's, who's so our I, street didn't get, I didn't get a chance to see all that. Yeah, that was like, uh, you know, they had many viral videos in St. Louis, and they were chanting, whose streets? Our streets. And I kind of want to say, it's. I think it's point, this point now, it's past black versus white. It's some of the police, especially in those places where they've had multiple incidents, the police want, to, want the regular citizens to know that they're in charge. Because who's going to yell who's our streets when you're trying to, when you really want to have something peaceful resolve possible? So right. I don't understand why they're yelling whose streets are streets. So I don't know if that's like pumping them up. I don't know if that's like the thing. You know, I know Jay-Z said every, every Superman needs a sustained music, but I, I don't think that's the same music you need to rock with. So like I said, y'all stay oh, maybe, well. Maybe they're taking Go ahead. No, I was gonna say maybe they're maybe they're taking leave from the forty fifth president because it kind of seems like his behavior is kind of similar to what we're talking about. You you want to show a show of strength and a show of power and, and flex your muscle, you know, with these uh, large military displays and you know a lot of this jargon that you're th- throwing out at the UN and throwing out aimed at uh, Kim Jong Un. So uh, they, they, it, there may be some some tone there uh, that he's setting. I don't know. Oh, he definitely set in tone. You know, even even when he was at that rally, think about it. When this and this kind of go like the, not the I'll jump all the way back to Trump, but let's just look at this one point. When you go, when he got he got a rally, he's in his base. So it's his base. His base is heavily heavily white male. Uh, you know, and you know, not and, and not really city. So he's basically talking about black men. That's who he's speaking about. Common sons of bitches runs. You know, inciting them. Uh, he's roughly trying to fight a riot. And just some of this, when we so to go back to St. Louis, when you're saying these things, whose streets are streets, you're doing it in, in the same way. You're trying to, you're setting the tone of, you know, not love, but trying to like make this as peaceful as possible and trying to eliminate, you're stirring the pot. So, you right. know, this is something we definitely want to, you know, we're going to continue to speak out on the Grown Managed podcast about this. Um, I mean, I know we, and if you don't agree with us, please, you know, if you don't agree, send us a listener letter. We will read your. We will read your listening letter on the air, grownmanishpodcast at gmail.com. So I kind of want to go yeah. to some other things about, um, I know both how we talked about the eight-year-old boy in New Hampshire. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. It, it kind of resonates with me because I have an eight-year-old son. Eight-year-old, for those who haven't heard or don't know, uh, there was an attempted lynching of, of an eight-year-old biracial boy in New Hampshire. Um uh, by the grace of God, he was able to to escape and, and, and get to safety or whatnot. But, um, again, this is some of those same racial undertones that, that, you know, that are resonating in our community and in our society right now. I mean, there's pictures out um, and there's a, some, some stories out. It, it took a while. It took a minute for it to get traction. And I think that a lot of media outlets saw that um, social media was kind of on fire about it. Um, but just, just the fact that an eight-year-old boy um, was uh, – people attempted to lynch an eight-year-old biracial boy um, is, is just disgusting, a disgusting show of humanity, a dis- just disgusting acts in general. So um, 
definitely send prayers out to, to that young man and his family for his, his not only physical um, well-being and, and return because he did have um, blatant and obvious uh, bruising and cuts on, around his neck and on, around his wrist like he was being restrained, but also for his mental health. Um, who knows how it's going to impact that young man throughout his life. So um, definitely just want to send prayers to him and his family just, you know, just for a, a steady recovery and a safe recovery and a health recovery, healthy recovery. And then on the on the same undertone, I know uh, Mike J and I are talking about a lot of a lot of things that may not be upbeat and 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 pleasurable, but we always strive to shine light on serious things that are going on in our community because this isn't a story, this isn't a movie. These are things that we're living. All of us are living in right now. Um, but unfortunately, there was a, a, a gentleman that was killed, a deaf gentleman that was killed this week by the Oklahoma City Police Department. Um, the gentleman was killed um, that he was deaf, um, and the reasoning that they, um, the reason that the department is giving for showing that that type of force is that he was not complying with demands. Um, well, of course he's not going to comply with demands because he can't hear you. Um, also, in the video, several videos I actually, you can hear the individual's neighbors uh, shouting and yelling at police. He can't hear you. He's deaf. He's deaf. Please don't shoot. He can't hear you. Um, but they still chose to use deadly force for him simply not complying. Um, the reason that they were at the house, the alleged reason why they were at the house, is that this individual, um, his, his vehicle uh, matched the description of a vehicle that was uh, allegedly in a, a hit-and-run accident. So um, there were um, tips or hint, tips given and said that this is where he was or this is where the vehicle was. So um, the police go to this individual's residence. Um, when he get when they get there, he has um, allegedly has a pipe in his hand of some sort. Um, again, that's, I, I don't know. In the video, you couldn't really see. Um, you could just hear people yelling and you can hear the police yelling. Um, but again, if, if you, if, as a police force, you know, if individuals are telling you that the man is deaf and he can't hear you and you're saying he's not compliant to commands and you choose to use deadly force, I mean, that's extremely questionable. Um, so I, I, I don't know. It's very unfortunate that this man had to lose his life. Um, I know that the police force isn't trained to deal with certain things, but they also they are trained on when to and when and when not to use deadly force. And I, in my opinion, from what I could see and hear in the video, deadly force wasn't warranted in this in this instance. Well, let's also go back to there's been three known instances of, in the Oklahoma City area where well, this guess the gentleman had a pipe, but you know they had the uh, the gentleman who was killed by the female officer, an armed black man was killed, and then they had. Uh, the deputy who was not a real like deputy, like one of the honorary uh, deputies who, uh, who right. shot the unarmed person. He said he was going for a taser, but he went for a service weapon instead. So I remember that. Know, I think it also comes to the point of training. Like, you know, there has to be something, okay, this, this gentleman didn't have a gun, he had a pipe. So was he going to throw it at you? You probably could duck. He didn't have a knife, he had a pipe. So for him to get hit, to do something with a pipe, I think he probably could have tased him or something to that to that factor. So Right. I think it's right, it's and there were three. There were three officers too. Yeah, it's training. So it's it's so many layered issues. So it's gonna be interesting to see how this case goes. So definitely, both and I will be talking about this as we get more updates on the case and if the cop is indicted or what goes on. So we definitely will be letting everybody know what's going on with that because I think it's definitely something that needs to to be light to shine, you know, shined on. Absolutely. All right. 
So I know we've been giving y'all a lot of heavy stuff today. You know what I mean? But we're gonna get to something that I think people are starting to get on to and so I'm sitting on the our weekly getting on the Twizzler Awards. And for those yeah. who don't know what's on the Twizzler means, it means go F yourself. And so we want to do a funny way for people who, you know, who do asinine, stupid ass things in the week. So we wanted to talk to them. So the first at a elementary school in Lexington, South Carolina. Both time have you heard about this? Yeah, I've heard bits and pieces about it from you and I's conversation. Okay, so he gave fifth graders an assignment. Imagine them to be KKK members after the Civil War. Now, these are fifth graders, so maybe 10, 11, 12 at the oldest. Why would you want them to imagine being KKK members after the Civil War? So yeah. I think that if the, the teacher is suspended, but I, I don't, of all the different things you could do, imagine being the person who's about violence and terrorists. Let's imagine being right. All right. So the second sitting on the floor winner goes to Mayor New Orleans mayoral candidate Frank Sherlock. Have you heard about Frank? Uh, no, this one I have not heard about. Okay. So Frank's running for mayor in New Orleans, so he decides to go to California in February. So uh Frank's you know, Frank starts to get the in he starts to get involved. You probably like that. What do you mean involved? Well Frank starts masturbating in the back of the Uber. So the <laughs> lady, so I'm, I'm dead serious. So they said the lady Look back, and wow. she looked at Frank, and Frank had his pants at his knees, holding his member, and he was going to town. So oh, man, was, pants he, at his he, knees. He was, hey, he was feeling real knees. free, wasn't he? And he didn't even <laughs> let me go to the side pocket and get some pocket love. Yo, this dude went straight for the gusto. This dude was like, yo, I'm worried. I got to get this hey, off. Maybe he had an appointment to go to the spot back. I don't know. <laughs> gives a whole new meaning to cheeks and seats, don't it? Hey, man. <laughs> Ah, man, so when the Uber driver dropped him off and he ran and he at the gas station, he ran out. So New Orleans, if Frank Sherlock is running for the premier, you might not want to vote for him because, you know, he's going to have one hand in the budget and one hand on the crank. And my man is a freak. Like, God, no. Man. You couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't wait to get to the crib or to wherever you had to go? You had to bust off that quick? And also, yeah, like this happened locally here. Did you hear about the lawyer who was uh, flashing the girl basketball team here on the highway? What? No, I missed yeah, that, man. Uh, <laughs> what? Like, yeah, I, I seen it. He was here, uh, I think he was on 70, and he was flashing his genitals at a high school girl, a high school girl's basketball team, two different teams. I think one was from Union City, Indiana, which is a small, a small town. Another one was another small town, Indiana. But, yeah, but he's a lawyer here in Indianapolis. I forgot his name. Off the top of my head, but yeah, he gets a I guess he gets the third weekly uh, sit on the Twizzle Award. So, well, fuck that lawyer. Wow, the fifth grade teacher. You guys can all sit on the pulling pill, wrap it around your throat, sit on it, and take a spin because that's damn disgusting. Go ahead. I want to say I got I I got one more for you that that I I heard um, that there was, and I don't know if you've heard about it. Tell me tell me if you know, but. Uh, Tennessee University um, president. Uh, apparently, there was a dinner held. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Lynchcombe. There was a dinner. That was Lynchcombe. Uh, Lipscomb, yes. Yeah, Lipscomb University. That's a private college in Nashville, if y'all guys don't know. Right. Um, there was a dinner held, um, I, I guess you can say, in the light or, or, or a la um, slavery, but the centerpieces were what? Cornbread and cotton. Um, so, um, 
it just it was just one of those uh, that it was described as a piece of southern style decor raising questions about cultural and racial sensitivity you this guy knew exactly what the hell he was doing by putting cornbread and cotton as your centerpiece that's number one number two there was a there's there's reports that the just the day before or two days before that they had a very similar thing for the uh, Hispanic delegation, and there was uh, tacos and something else as the centerpieces. Well, no, so, tacos, um, the tacos were the food. The, the, the cotton was the centerpieces of both. But they had like a they had traditional, quote unquote, soul food for the for the black foods, and then I guess traditional Mexican food for the Latino food. But cotton was the centerpiece right. for both. Right, man. That's that's. In the in the in the words of the grown manish podcast, that he can go sit on a Twizzler for that. That's that's just absolutely ridiculous. Randy Lowry, I believe is what yeah. it was. And remember, I don't know, you know, behind the scenes, I you know, I sit back and I told you my history with uh, Winston University, but we weren't gonna get there. <laughs> you never know what could happen. Right. All right. So also, you know, on the positive note, I want to shout out Naptown. You know, we're from Indianapolis, Indiana. So you know, we had a Circle City Classic here this weekend. So for those who oh, yeah. most of City Classic was the first HBCU for football class to play in a dome or big stadium like that. I think it happened. I think the first game was in 1984. So you name yeah. all type of great players that played here. So this year was Kentucky State versus Central State, and you know we beat Central State 34-22. So I know both times you and I we used to go to the classic a lot when we were younger. I didn't. We I, I went oh, last yeah. year. We couldn't make it this year. So let's talk about a few little funny stories that happened when we, when we used to go to classic. Oh man, where where do you begin? You you could start with the classic being a, a a big weekend here in Indianapolis, especially in the minority or black community, uh, where where people used to uh, go go shopping for their quote unquote classic fit weeks in advance. You you would spend you would spend hours uh, you know trying to get the right shirt and, and shoe combo, making sure that everything was extremely crispy, where you was able to flex. So. Um, the, I used to always enjoy seeing what the classic fits were going to look like. Uh, there's always different events going on around the city, around Circle City Classic, from comedy shows to stage plays to uh, different music acts coming in town. And it was always interesting to see uh, what individuals came up with with their quote-unquote classic outfit, that's for sure. Well, I remember my classic moment. The best thing, I remember I was in Washington Square, and that's the mall here, and I was like 16, hmm. 16 17, and they had the Tennessee State cheerleaders in the mall. Man, it was some of the beautiful assistants I've seen in my life. It was, they was all yeah. in line. They was fine. All of them. I forgot how many it was. Five, and they was all this was all stars. So, you know, just remember seeing that and seeing all the beautiful women you see. And, like, this year, Jeezy performed after the after the game. And uh, I think Juvenile performed at the party. So, it's just something like, you know, so I was going to rub was in our hometown in a positive light. Yeah. And we all, you know, whatever the situation is, we always going to represent that town. You know what I'm saying? So. Yep. You know, also, a very positive thing to that oh, there yeah. were uh, no no reports from any media outlet of any serious uh, crimes or issues or gun violence or physical violence or anything like that um, throughout the Circle City Classic weekend. So that's always a plus. Um, there's always a lot of increased security at different venues and things of that nature during this weekend, increased security on, you know, on the ground. Um, but it's always positive to see that there's, there was nothing happening in such a large gathering. Everybody cool heads prevailed and, uh, everything, everything was everything. 
so to speak. Yeah, definitely. And this is also used to help fund scholarships for, for students to go to college. We always Absolutely. You know, but also bringing in this and you know, always national artists and everything else. So, man, you know. Oh, yeah. Of, so we got a lot of big stuff going on. And so let's talk about the and NBA. don't forget about the Circle City Classic Parade, bro. We didn't oh, have yeah. plenty of uh, epic, epic Circle City Classic Parade moments. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and before we get to it, you know, we've seen that. And we've also been in the mall and there's been you know, fun stuff that's happening on when people <laughs> – there's the people as we sit back. I've seen the guy get hit with a punch from like, like Mortal Kombat in the mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hey, he did the, He had to zab Judah legs before zab Judah. So, but you know, things like that happen. But you know, we always want to you know shout out you know hometown doing positive things, and you know we also just want to you know just keep on on that this money's going towards you know helping kids go to college. So it's all yep. helping us. Right, man. Oh, we'll talk about the NBA, man. A lot of big things, man. Kyrie on first. Did you catch okay. that? Yeah, yeah. I, I caught up after you told me about it. I, I went and, and checked it out just online a little bit. But you go, you go ahead. You you know a little bit more about it than I do. So Kyrie came on a first take, and number one, Kyrie didn't answer any of the questions. But he was acting like I know there's a new generation of players who didn't really grow up watching Jordan like we did because we're obviously older than them. They grew up watching Kobe. So Kyrie and Kobe is a great player, but Kobe is not anyone I want to say, "Hey, let me have a beer with you." Kobe is just somebody. Kobe will be the definite like, oh, we work together. Get your craft, you good, but we work together. So he's like trying to act like Kobe, like you know, I guess having this Mamba mentality. So I was just like, why do you want to be Kobe? Like being Kobe, I mean, you can hoop and you rich, but personality wise, you seem whack as hell. You know, when you're <laughs> talking about basketball. It's like, oh damn, I want to be Kobe, man, please. But I do want to ask you, you know, one of the questions that they asked uh, Kyrie was, did he, did he tell LeBron about trade requests before he before he made it with the Cavaliers? So do you think Kyrie owed LeBron an uh, explanation or heads up about the trade request? Uh, I, I kind of got a double uh, – I feel two ways about that. So I, I don't think that he does, you know, that he deserves or to put any type of any explanation to LeBron at all when it comes to uh, making the decision that's best for your family, making the decision that's best for your finances. Um, again, NBA is, is a product, but it also is the, the NBA players are also their own product. So he uh, could be trying to position himself, you know, best for his family or himself. So. In that regard, I'm not real big on saying, yeah, he owed LeBron a, a, an explanation. But if we've won a championship together, we've been through the trenches together, uh, we are teammates. I'm not saying you hung out outside of the locker room or anything like that, but uh, two guys at the height of the game, probably, you know, arguably top, both of them top 20 players in the league right now. I think that there is an element, and maybe not an explanation, but there at least should be a conversation that says, you know, hey, man, you know, we, we, we came together, we won, we done, we done our thing. And I'm thinking about I'm looking to move on, you know, and try to and try to do my own thing, solidify my own uh, legacy. So I think maybe that conversation could have could have gone on from from that perspective. Um, so I, I I don't know. I kind of I kind of feel wishy washy, or I shouldn't say wishy washy, but you know a little conflicted about it. If it was me personally, how I handle myself as a man, I would have went to LeBron and been like, you know, hey, this is what's up. You know, this is what I'm thinking about doing. You know, I'm just giving you a heads up just in case things get out to the media or what have you. I'm putting it out there. I'm coming to you as a man so so that you know. 
But that's just me. That's how I operate. What about okay. you? I'm going to give you my opinion, and I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Number one, I don't think he did owe, he owe LeBron. And I'm sorry if you hear a, bark, a dog barking in the background, y'all. We got we got a neighbor who decided to put their dog outside. So if you hear that, that's just I'm, I'm sitting in the crib with the dogs out there acting silly. But I don't think he owed LeBron anything. Let me tell you this, because you got to think, is LeBron going to – you think LeBron would give him the same thing if he decides to leave Cleveland? LeBron, he told, and, and and I don't I think they are teammates, but I don't think they like. He's not on the banana group, banana boat crew. You got to think, LeBron's what thirty three no. now, 33, 33, yeah. 33. Kyrie's what twenty five. So they're not like peers. Kyrie probably he, LeBron look at LeBron's looking at him like I'm the big homie. So they ain't like they right. kicking around. You see how Kyrie kicks around? Yo, man, Kyrie got on that boat. You know, I think I seen Kyrie, like, you know, he's kicking it out there with the Beckys. And, you know, shout out to the Beckys. You know, they love the podcast. We love y'all, too. But, you know, he's kicking it <laughs> tough. LeBron, a family man. I don't think that they're right. partners. I think that they're strictly we work together and we, you know, for the good of the team, the win, we're going to do what we got to do. But I don't think they're partners. So I say that. I don't right. say I think Kyrie feel like he owes anything because they ain't partners. Like, you and I are brothers. You know what I'm so if right. something happens, we talk, hey man, we got we, this. Is what we got to talk about. But if we, if I'm with somebody I work with, I mean, we both have changed jobs over the years. If it was somebody who we just work with, like work, not even work friends, it's like co- co- colleagues. You might not want to tell right. them because you don't want to see anybody off. So that's the kind of how I feel about it. I, I understand that, and you got yeah. definitely, definitely a good point because you never know if that other person may uh, try to try to low-key low salt shake you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he told me there, so this was said. So, you know, tip off management or who, whomever. So I, I definitely understand. Yeah, I definitely – I mean, I personally, depending on the relationship I had with Brian, I might have put him to the side. But if I didn't really rock with Brian like that, if he was just like, we was just like work homies, yeah, dog, you're going you gonna to find out like everybody else. But, right. man, let's talk about Kevin Durant, dog. What's up with KD, man? Is it a millennial thing or is this a KD thing? Man, what you think? I don't know. I, I think it's a KD thing. KD, to me, in my opinion, it's a KD thing because I just don't think that he knew how to react or respond to, A, being a bad guy, quote-unquote, being a villain. and He didn't know how to do that. And I think that also in some of that villainy, he, he was in his feelings a lot trying to figure it out, trying to figure out why people didn't like me or, you know, I just want to win and how can these people say this? He, I don't think that he under he understands the magnitude of, of what some sports enthusiasts uh, will go to and what their loyalty looks like. I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it is one of those things that he just is in his feelings and didn't know how to react. So, you know, I'm going to make a fake Twitter and, and, uh, Try to troll other guys, you know, from the fake Twitter while I'm while I'm portraying myself in a, a different way on my real Twitter. I don't yeah, know. but he, he trolled people on Instagram, but then he tried to reason with them on Twitter. Bro, you are not right. going to be able to reason with these people. Man, you care? Right. Talk, I'm rich. Kevin Durant walking right. around. Listen, real. He walked around with the worst hair in the NBA. You think I used to give a <laughs> damn about what people think about him going to going to the Warriors and winning the championship? You know, it looked, his right. scalp looked like it looked like scabies, or it looked like he had a bad palm when he was like two years old and it burned his scalp. This is what you should be caring about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You should, be, you should be trying to make the be the best player you can be. You should be getting a wave. You should get that Mike Vick wave cap. You know what I mean? You should be patenting a product to improve your hair. That's what you, you should be worrying about. Not worrying about trying to 
to, to, to deal with Joe Blow. Who cares? You know, I'm from Indianapolis. <laughs> Paul George, to say he don't want to be with the Pacers, I mean, I, I didn't have any Paul George jerseys or anything, but I don't care. What the damn move? People leave, they come and go. My opinion yeah. doesn't matter. I'm going to get these jokes off regardless. If, if we decide to do a whole grown man-ish podcast dedicated to the bad scout of Kevin Durant, you can't stop me. You can make up fake right. things all day long. You cannot stop us. So why are you worrying about it? If I'm rich, I'm not even talking to you. I'm not, I'm not even right. have my hand to talk to you. I'm, you know, I'm just going to I'm gonna do like LeBron when they lost when they, the Heat lost the first championship. And he was like, well, you know, people do me mad. Their lives are going to be still the same. Bad day after day. That's the perfect example. He shitted on people. He kept it moving. That's what KD <laughs> Let it go. And I've heard somebody say that he, you know, KD maybe the, and he got this from Dragonfly Jones on Twitter, and I enjoy their podcast as well. He said KD might be the first superstar in the modern NBA who doesn't have stands. So maybe that's why he doesn't have right. people who his defense. Because Kobe, Kobe has super stands. Jordan has stands. Yeah, and all this other type of stuff. So maybe he doesn't. Maybe that's why. But man, chill out. Worry about your bad scalp. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's like dog. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know, man. Man, you so, gonna you gonna you gonna have you gonna have KD trying to find you on Twitter. Hey, he gonna Twitter, find me tweeting, gr- t- tweeting the grown man this podcast. It's gonna be Durantula, Kevin Alvis, zero three five zero three three five three zero three five. He's gonna talk about how much he hates me. He's gonna do all this stuff to me. Man, please. And all I'm going to do is going to send him a meme with a brush. And send some lustrous Get some lustrous some lustrous pink lotion for him. Yeah, hey, man. He need an S-curl or something. That, that what a wonderful like this. With that bad hair, that man need to have like a low season. I'm talking about the low season like I got. Yo, bro, you can't. And I don't have bad hair. I'm just losing it. You can't sit back and try to, and try to have a fresh taper and your hair look like that. Yo, you got bad right. skin. You got bad. You got bad hair. Don't even worry about it because you get bad when you're rich. You're a champion. You've been an MVP, finals MVP, scoring champion. You could be one of the best players who live of all time. There's never been a guy who's seven foot who can do the things that Ryan can do on the floor. So why are you tripping about Joe Blow? You're never going to be able to reason with him. Man, get over it. Huh. Yeah, just embrace it, man. Charles yeah, Charles Barkley, has, you know, has, has his issues with the stutter. Shaq, Shaq sounds like, you know, he, he got peanut butter on the tongue. Magic Johnson, well, you know, he's just magic. Everybody has their own thing. So, you know, he might as well just embrace the scalp, you know. Hey, man. Call it what it like, is. Like I said, when Shaq's eyes, they, they, they run close together like two railroad tracks. <laughs> he ain't tripping. He's still getting that money. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know. You saying, you saying that Shaq can watch a tennis match without turning his head? Is that what you're saying? Shaq can do a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Because I see the shop support they come. Man, please, man. So I, I definitely think that KD needs to chill. And then I guess, but okay, I'm be honest with you both. I, you've been knowing me since we were kids. I am one of those people. I don't stress over if you if you know me. If you say something about me, I am going to respond. I maybe right. I, maybe negative because you there you you have not. There's been no person you know since for twenty. You've been knowing each other for twenty five years. That it says something that I haven't that I found out about that I haven't responded back to. There's people been saying stuff about the podcast that I've had to hold my tongue with and not respond back to them. You know what I mean? I, that's <laughs> me, but I don't like you know obsessed over it. Doesn't hurt my feelings. I just feel like you hit me, I'm gonna hit you back harder. 
So right. I don't know, but maybe KD just can't handle that. So hey man, so look doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Stan was still so you want so you want to uh, speaking of uh, uh, KD uh, his former team. What do you think about the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder landing Carmelo Anthony? Hey man, now this is down. It's going to be interesting because you know you got Russ, you got Paul George, you got Carmelo, you got Stephen Adams to do the dirty work. You got Andre Robertson to D up. So now the thing is, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna have to be Russell's gonna have to not be a black hole. And I'm not yeah. saying Russell. Assist, but it's also his usage rate is supremely high. Maybe now he'll pass the ball more because he has confidence in his guys, but he was all, he's also the alpha dog. He doesn't have to worry about KD, but now they're going to have to install some offense with some spacing. So what do you yep. so are, do you think they're getting hoodie mellow or they get, or, or they get, you know, USA mellow, hoodie mellow, or they get Nick mellow? I definitely don't think they're going to get Nick Mello. I think, in my opinion, I would probably say it's going to be a closer combination or, or, or closer um, reenactment of Hoodie Mello. Uh, I think he's going to be hungry. He's going to want to come out and have something to prove. He's going to want to come out and say, you know what, it wasn't all me in New York, how, you know, how I was portrayed or I was a ball hog or this or that. I think he's going to come out and be ready to show out, especially out there in the West. You know, you got the Timber Bulls out there. That's right, Timber Bulls, because 70% of the team is my old, my Bulls former roster. You got the Rockets. You got, of course, the defending champs uh, in Golden State. I mean, San Antonio is going to be, you know, always up there, a powerhouse. You're going to have Memphis. So I think he's going to come out there and be ready to show out with that that level of competition that's out there. Other Other than that, you know. You just you, you you try to stay healthy and prime yourself, but I definitely think that I definitely think that it's going to be more closer to to hoodie mellow, especially being around Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is an absolute beast, and he's going to rub off on you know. Hopefully, he's probably going to end up making Paul George a lot tougher. That's number one, but he just has that personality where I think it'll rub off on them cats, and they're going to be like, you know what, we got to go out here and get it. So, I definitely think hoodie mellow may come out. I think it's going to be more Team USA mellow because you look at Team USA mellow, he's unstoppable. Corner threes. Corner you know, threes. He's, he's killing you on the board. There's no, I mean, and he's going to fight. He's going to have to play the four with Paul. So, you know, you, yep. there's not too many scores that can guard mellow. Now, it's defensively, they're going to struggle. But, you know, that's just like if he gets a guy like Anthony Davis, it's just, there's no stopping that because it's like Anthony Davis is a 6-11. Right. But, Right. I definitely think you're going to get some Team USA mellow and maybe some hoodie mellow in the time. I think actually Paul's going to have to the game. is going to be the one that's going to probably have to uh, take a back seat. But Paul is more willing to come off the screens and curls, and he's a better – he's yeah. actually a better, uh, better spot-up shooter than both mellow and uh, and Russell. But look, Russ. just to go back to Val Mello. Mello averaged 22 points last year for the Knicks in, the, in his first team's year, so – I, you know, Melo gets a lot of the blame, but, you know, if you look at Nick Roster, it's horrible. He's never really played with great players. I mean, he exactly. played in Denver, and the year, you know, they was in New York, and they had Woodson, they had a pretty good team, but you've never seen Melo play with great players. And this would be the first time he played with players that are better than him. So I think, yeah. you know, I, I don't think, I think Melo wants to win. It's just Melo wanted to get his paper and wants to stay in New York. You know, now Melo, you know, he's able to handle his personal situations. He won't have to watch Power until next year, watching his wife get, you know, well, soon be, I don't know, what, what, watching Lala, you know, go through her situations on camera, you know, popping that thing for a goon. So, uh, <laughs> so that, that definitely, I'm sure, is just making him work even harder in the off-season workout. So, 
And I know this right. I know this both time that we talked about but we will be doing a uh, NBA preview similar to our NFL preview in the next couple of weeks. So that's gonna be a call in show. So we're definitely gonna invite people to call in, give an opine about the NBA season. And while we're still on the NBA, real quick, definitely want to give a shout out uh, to the face of the NBA, uh, LeBron James, uh, for speaking out again. Forty, the forty-fifth president, just finds himself in a lot of uh, crazy uh, self-inflicted situations. But definitely send a shout out to LeBron James, King James, for speaking out uh, against the president. Not only about the president's comments with regard to Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors and the visiting of the White House for, for the champions, but also LeBron did have uh, some, some comments to show solidarity with the uh, NFL players and the comments made toward the NFL players. So uh, definitely give a shout-out to LeBron from the NBA. Um, and then kind of on a similar topic, give a shout-out to uh, Major League Baseball player, player Bruce Maxwell, uh, first Major League player to take a knee during the National Anthem in, uh, in Major League Baseball. Um, showing his support, solidarity, not only for the individuals in the NFL, but for our social injustices as well. So uh, one last time, just uh, not trying to go back to the, to the serious stuff, but definitely give both of those individuals shouts out for using their platform, using their voice, using their public um, figureness, so to speak, uh, to bring light to some, some um, insensitive comments. But more importantly, I'm not going to focus on 45, more importantly, bringing uh, light and, and attention to the social injustices that are going on. All right. So I know we did our – usually we do our podcast before the NFL week start, but I do want to shout out – we have a long-finish podcast, Fantasy Football. So this is going to be a quick breakdown of uh, our, our week two. So we're going to go to Team Walker, Team Dartis, Pimpin' Ain't Breezy, and Will Fork on the first date. So those are the ones. For those who don't know, Will Fork on the first date is your boy Bowtie Fresh. Just want to go ahead and make that known. Uh, there it is. There it is. Man. <laughs> so, hey man. So I know we also had. Let's let's transition to something else. Now I know this week we had a a certain comedian who uh, kind of got in a little firestorm. So next, oh, that is Mr. Kevin Hart, the little fella. So, uh, both sides. So, do you want to talk about Kevin or you want me to jump through that, Kev? Hey, man. I, Kev, I, 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 man, number one, where do you start? I mean, yeah, a very superstar, megastar, you know, star in the highest form, wherever you want to, you know, call him, uh, has been uh, caught uh, potentially uh, being extorted. I should say potentially, but, you know, allegedly being extorted for having an extramarital affair with a um, escort stripper type personality um, while being married to uh, his, his second wife and, and pregnant wife currently, uh, Nico Hart. Um, uh, he came out and, and, and uh, kind of gave the, his, his pre-apology before things kind of went super public on Instagram, um, kind of put it out there and just, you know, asking for forgiveness and he's got to be a better man, so forth and so on, which are all good. He tried to get ahead of the game, but man, Kev, I mean, I'm not trying to be insensitive or anything like that at all, but wasn't Aniko the side chick too? Yeah. So like, is she, like, I mean, like, is it, there's always a, the old adage, you know, once this, always this, or, you know, how you got the man, that's how you lose the man type scenario. So, I mean, I, I don't. I think Aniko is much more of a, a business mind. She's not going. I don't think she's going to leave him or anything. But I mean, like she 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 was the side chick in in, in this in the original scenario. So 
I mean, to have everything come full circle, what do you think, Mike? Hey, man, I, just, I mean, you know, it, he's trying, even though if she was the side chick, you know, I think it two ways. Of course, you know, you can always look back and like, hey, how you get him is how you lose him and all that type of thing. But, you know, she deserved that. But, you know, it's kind of like I'm some kind of conflicted. I think it's kind of, I don't think, I think it's just a jacked up situation because she's not, she's not in the clear because of her previous history when he was kicked, when he was with his wife. Kev is out there wilding now. Hey, did you see the video when Kev was, I don't know if he was drunk or what. He was under cheese and he had his, he was laying up with old and everything. He had that look in his eyes like, damn, you know, I'm enjoying this. It oh, yeah. like, I'm just going to smash this and go and get out. He had his head resting on her bosom and hand on the leg. He was terrible putting in some work over there. And I'm not even talking about in the bedroom. I'm talking about in some work. Or he's over there kicking it. Like, y'all, this I'm having Yeah, a kicking time. it tough. I done left the movie set. I'm out there kicking it with y'all. I'm going to bring some Popeyes on through. We're going to kick it. We're going to watch Soul playing on bootleg <laughs> DVD. We're going to give you the director's cut, which they didn't show in the movie theater. So, so Kev was out there not, wild. Not, the, not, the, not that fresh Jumanji. Kev was probably calling The Rock like, hey, y'all want to talk to The Rock? Yeah, we want to talk to The Rock. Hey, Rock. All right, Kev. Hey, this is Kev, man. Talk to my side hoes. Oh, uh, you know, definitely. Don't <laughs> you know your damn role and get in the bed. <laughs> you know, he's scared probably with a wild hey, man. Hey, man. But I, hey, I the, 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 the alleged video footage was a little, was a little hey, iffy, too. Like, uh... Kev's like a black-ass baboon, so I damn sure don't want to see Kev, Kev getting it on. So I ain't even checking <laughs> that out. <laughs> well, I was saying from from the standpoint of how there there is the alleged extortion, you know, um, comment or whatnot, like, it definitely looks like it was a setup. Let's just say that. Like the way the way things looked, it, it, it looked like somebody was out to get him. Let's just say that. Now that's not saying that you know I, I approve of you know what he was doing or anything like that. It ain't none of my business. But uh, just just some of the things that you know the, the way things look, it, it looked like a setup. I'm just gonna. I, I know a setup when I see one, and, and this definitely looks like it was. Uh, we about to get this one. <laughs> he's stupid. He's stupid enough to be out here, you know, flexing and with, and all this other type of stuff with with me and with the, with these other bras. We about to we about to get something out of this. That's just the way it looked. And also, Kev, if you check the apology video, you check out Kev had that damn a denim outfit on. Yo, you know a boy's a savage. <laughs> he's rocking a full denim outfit. I think Kev lives in L.A. and it's hot as hell in Indianapolis. So I know it's hot as hell in L.A. You got a full denim on. Some like you know you don't put the target on your back. You need to take that hot ass jacket off. That's what you need to do. <laughs> but both time, man, I got a question for you. I got a couple questions. Why the hell did Kev not have her sign a non-disclosure agreement? Man, I said the same thing. If I, <laughs> I said the same exact thing. If if I'm gonna be out here, if I'm a, if I'm a mega star like that or whatnot, ain't no way in heck you not signing no non-disclosure confidentiality agreement. You signing something? Something's going down. I mean, oh, yeah. they, they look look at. Look at look at the cats that, that that do use them. You know what I'm saying? Like, just you got to be a little bit more smart about it. And and maybe it is. Kevin always joked that you know he wasn't the, the 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 prettiest, or you know he had issues with the ladies when he was younger or whatnot. So maybe he's just like, man, shoot, they they showing me some love. I'm just about to get out here and get it. And he forgot. He forgot yeah. that he was Kevin Hart. So maybe you know I I, I don't know, but. Ain't no way in heck if I'm at that stage that you're not signing a non-disclosure or or confidentiality agreement or something. Yeah, at man, least I'm hell, at least at least at least have a damn pre-screener like it's a like it's an interview. 
have somebody screen her first. <laughs> Do something. Yeah, I'm like, and I'm like, I'm just going to be all the way real. They said Drake takes phones. I'm going to have something yeah. set where the house phone where if you feel like you're in danger, you need to get up out of there. But you down there and be like, have me on tape and all that type of stuff. Have me old butt naked hard and feathered and everything and all the type of freak stuff the kid might be into. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's crazy, man. But I got another question for you, man. Why does she ask for $10 million? I mean, of all yeah, things, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where that number came from. It's like, what, what, what do you intend on, do, you know, intend on doing? Like, How that's just a, a random ass number. How yeah. you gonna get it? You can't go. If you go, I've gotten a, a decent check before. It wasn't no damn ten million dollars or even a million or anything like that. But it still takes a couple of days to go through the bank. You the IRS yeah. and I'm like, hmm, why are you getting a ten million dollar check from Kevin Hart? What are you gonna do? Give it to you? In a, what is it gonna like give it to you in, in a uh, in a briefcase? Like you know, just drop it off like Nino Brown did when he was dropping off the dope when he got when they was getting ready to take it's out the CMP. Man, please. Nah, like, he's going. He's going. He's going to give it to her all in rolled nickels, just you know, over yeah, <laughs> spread out over the course of time. I got this. He probably texts Kev like, "I want ten million Kev was like, "Oh sh." Hey, I got to tell my wife. He probably didn't respond. You know, if you got an iPhone. You know, you text somebody with an iPhone and you get that bubble and they respond. That bubble probably stay there for two or three days. Man, Kev probably called the team <laughs> together. Hey, you remember that episode of Martin when when the Martin when the CD player got stolen and he came just like oh, yeah. that. That's why Kev called the lawyers, the publicists. Because yeah, I know you know something. Like I got a problem. Yo, we got to get this taken care of. So ten million dollars, you ain't get it right now. I ain't gonna lie. I would if it was like a certain amount that was smaller. I will kick you out because I ain't trying to have my wife. Find out about a substance she's like super pregnant, and I ain't trying to have my kids get humiliated. But damn, hey, you think, hey, you think, what, you think when Kevin Hart, you think when Kev got that text message, he made he made that little voice that he does and went, no, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he probably was like, yo, I got to make this on the Real Housewives of Hollywood. If I was Kev, though, I ain't gonna lie, I would put this in my next comedy special because it's out there. You put the video out yeah. there, you want some money off of it. Oh man, I was straight. I was straight go in. I would just make jokes about it. Aniko can't be too mad, like you said, because she was the other one before. Yeah. But one more thing. And there, there was something like here recently too, where where uh, before all this jumped off, like she had some comments for for uh, Kev's ex wife, and now yeah. this jumps off. So I guess I guess uh, Kev's ex wife was like, yeah. Yeah, man. So that's also for people who don't know, Kevin Hart's wife's kind of ex-wife kind of responded to my, I was with Kevin when he was working at Foot Locker or whatever he was doing, and he just happened to pop off first, and she did all this stuff when he was married, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know about it. If I was Tory Hart, I probably wouldn't have said anything because his kids is affected. Now, we know we both have, you know, we're both in a situation where we're in and around kids, you know, raising them and all that type of stuff. So can you imagine right. the type of joke you kicked off of Tory's kids? In private school, they still getting them private school jokes. Lord knows, right. we, we fifth grade. Can you imagine the type of heat that I would have for somebody? The daddy was on a sex tape, and we still <laughs> laughing at the boy's daddy who came to and Dylan Tresco who his son. And I still remember that from 25 years ago. Shout out to that captain and Uncle One. But you know yeah, what I'm man. saying? That dad's like the hell out of him in that Dylan Tresco. Yeah, yeah. So going man, it's fast. You know, both times we were fifth graders, and we had a we had one of our fellow classmates acting up. So his daddy came to school. He had a long denim trench coat. So the teacher brought him out, but she didn't like close the door. And all you heard was, <laughs> he just smacked him. <laughs> he didn't make him put his hand on the desk. 
man, so that was that was pretty damn fun. So, you know, I just I think that just to think of the jokes, we could talk about that 25 years ago, and that was only probably a few people remember that. Just think about the type of jokes, right? These kids, you know, the these kids got kind of hate they got. Oh yeah, and these kids and these kids now soft. They can't take the type of you know that ether that we were shooting at people. I remember being in right. middle school. Cat told them like, at least my mom was not on the. What's, what's, what's the what's the drug that helps people who are depressed? Uh, Prozac. Oh, Xanax. Uh, like, nah, this was years ago. This is Prozac. He's like, at least my mom's not on Prozac. Oh. oh man, I laugh like no tomorrow. I know it's probably not funny to people, oh. but I was I was twelve years old, so I'm not gonna lie and say I didn't laugh. <laughs> but all right, Bowtie, what do you do? I mean, how do you come home and fellas? How do you come home and tell your significant other, your wife, you know, whomever? How do you tell her that? It's your own video, and you got it, and everything's very pop off. How does that conversation go? Well, you just you just tell them that it wasn't quite the performance that you put on with them. Tell them that the, <laughs> the tape, that the footage, well, you know, was average. And you know, you you didn't you didn't put on the performance, or you you kept it real tame. So, yeah, I mean, maybe something like that. I, I don't know. Hey man, I'd be like, man, I was drunk. <laughs> 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 he got slipped. He got slipped a little. a little Molly in the water. Hey, like man, I all I had to tell like, look, man, she kept we kept watching the Cosby show and I left and came back and I was just I was pants <laughs> about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I I just woke up, had a job, put him popped in a Cosby sweater, and she was going to work. <laughs> but that's all you can really say, man. You can't I mean, what can you say, man? Because you know she's gonna act up and she pregnant too? Oh, bro. Oh yeah. He probably he probably get it, like everything. Every day, cause ain't nothing worse than fellas. They all know when you're going through it with your lady, she either giving you that silent treatment, or you thinking everything is cool, and then she come back to bring bring that stuff up again. So, hey man, so Kev, hopefully you know you get this whole little situation taken care of, bro. But man, you got to do better, my brother. All right, so Definitely. both of you any comments about Kev. Hey, the only thing I got to say about Kev is, hey, hey, bro, you know, do better next time, and you know, whatever whatever your business is, whether that's, that's doing better and not doing it, not cheating on your wife or your lady, or doing better by, you know, getting a non-disclosure agreement or something. Just do better next time, but keep the funny stuff coming. I like I like your body of work. I, I, I like your, I like your, you know, your, your form, your brain of comedy, so, you know, definitely um, respect for that. Just, just keep the comedy coming. Definitely looking forward to I am looking forward to Jumanji, but I am looking forward to the next stand-up special. Oh yeah, he definitely got to put that in there. It's just, I mean, you can't not, you not, can't not talk about. It. Rich Pryor talked about smoking rock and everything. Else. Martin talks about running down the street butt naked when he's going through. You got to, yeah. you got to talk to comedians. So I'd rather yeah, hear exactly. about it in comedy than than that than that weak Instagram video he put on with the denim outfit. Right. All right. All right, so one thing I do, we do want to talk about Wednesday. Both sides, talk about our, you know, kind of get the listeners, you know, not a full, just kind of give them a little small taste of our live show we're going to have on Wednesday. Yeah, so uh, Mike J and I have been talking about this uh, just because there's been a lot of talk in, in social media, um, in regular in society as a whole, but our, our circles and, and different uh, networks that we are associated with, um, this topic has come up, and it's the – uh, multiple interpretations of the black man, um, what that means uh, in society uh, to different demographics in society, um, especially within the, the black community. Um, but we are going to touch on it and talk about 
what it is to be a black man, some of those stereotypes, uh, some of those things that are realities, um, and just kind of give it give it to you guys from from our perspective. Um, but it is a live call-in show, so we are hoping to have individuals call in and give their perspective, uh, both men, both both male and female, and just have a really good conversation about it, um, about what it is to be a black man and what it looks like to be a black man in, in society today. So please, uh, we encourage y'all, uh, stay tuned. Uh, we will have the information for you to call in on the show. We will have that available to you. Uh, please don't be shy. Uh, Mike J. nor myself are very shy individuals. We will talk about any and everything, um, and, and we will give our opinion, and we would like to hear the opinions of others um, just to have some, some good dialogue, uh, for, for, excuse me, this Wednesday. Oh, definitely, definitely. So we're definitely looking forward to to uh, sitting back and, um, you know, getting getting to this next show. So it'll be on Wednesday. So I'm going to tweet the numbers and the phone number out probably probably Tuesday and Wednesday in the topic so people can call in and definitely have a good show. We'll have the rest of our grown man. It's, it's you know, our, our, our peoples. You know, it's a community. So definitely, we're definitely excited about that. Uh, so you can definitely, like we said before, make sure you give us those five-star reviews. We are on iTunes. We are on Podbean. We are on Stitcher Radio. Where else are we? We are definitely, every place you can find a podcast, we are there. If you go on your phone, All right, Google Play. On your, on your desktop, we are on Google Play. So we are everywhere you think you much of your podcast, or we're on Breaker. So you can always find us. If you have any questions, send us an email at grownmanishpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, grownmanishpod on Twitter. Send us on Instagram, grownmanishpodcast on Instagram. So we're there. You know, we're always, we always answer back. So we're just excited about building the content. The show is growing. Our numbers are, are constantly growing. So we want to shout out to, like, all the people who've been listening. So shout out to Atlanta, Baltimore, Charlotte. Shout out to my boy Demetrius, you know what I'm saying, holding down. He's a Browns fan. The coach, they got him again. So I'll definitely have to mess with him after the show. Uh, shout out where else, where else we've been getting listeners at, Bowtie. Uh, like I said, uh, Brooklyn, New York, Phoenix, Arizona. Um where else? Brooklyn, Phoenix. Uh, we've got some in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, L.A. Shout out to our, our uh, L.A., yeah. Um, we've got some overseas uh, individuals. Uh, was that, What was that? Um, Norway, wasn't it? Oh, Norway. Yeah, there it is. Uh, oh, just, shout out to everybody over in Norway. Um, shout, out to, shout out to those that, that are at our military bases. I know that there are a couple of individuals down in Jacksonville at the naval base down there. They're showing us a lot of love, so uh, shout out to the military forces for everything that you guys are doing uh, to give us to, to fight for these liberties that we have, um, and for supporting the podcast as well. Yeah, definitely, man. Terre Haute, Terre Haute, Indiana. Oh, Terre Haute, Terre Haute, Indiana. Terre Haute, Terre Haute, Terre Haute back. I'm, hey, I'll be back in Terre Haute, man, in a few weeks. So I'm coming back to the Haute, hold it down. So definitely, yeah. my folks in Terre Haute, you know what I'm saying? We definitely, I'm definitely gonna be there, shouting y'all out, hollering at y'all. So. You know, also, man, shout out to the, shout out to Gary, Indiana. Shout out to Springfield, I mean, Illinois. Shout out to Chicago, Illinois. Four, four Weezy's in the building. That's Fort Wayne. So definitely, the show is going. We appreciate everybody. You know, make sure you give us some five stars. You share the show. You know, we just we out we out we out the you know we popping this out the trunk. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Bowtie. One thing before I get off here. Guess who follows us from on on Twitter? I mean, on, on, on not Twitter on Instagram. Who's that? Sugar tea from the click. 
Oh, word. <laughs> man, I say hurricane, but you can call, call it her. Yeah, man. Hey, that's that 1995 flow for y'all. You know what I'm talking about? We're going to do a music show real soon, talk about our personal favorites. Both sides, that's my brother, but we kind of like different things. But we hit that same, the Zenith stuff we really like, it rocks out. It's classic. But yeah, when I seen that, I thought, I got to tell both sides and tell, and tell the listeners. So, all right. So, both sides, you got any last words? I uh, know, like I said, like Mike J said, thanks for all the all the love everybody showing us. Be on the lookout and be ready to be ready to talk on Wednesday about our uh, multi interpretations of the black man. Um, again, hit us up on all of our social media, and if you want, uh, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at fresh underscore bowtie. If you just want to chat it up and talk, uh, get to know your boy a little bit better. I definitely, man. Same here. You know, I definitely. I mean, we both run the account, but I got probably on a little bit more. So send us something: email, Twitter, Instagram. You know, may leave those comments on 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 the uh, on the podcast. If you have, and if you have also, if you have suggestions for shows, send us to us. We definitely, you know, this is an inclusive and community. So with all our people, and to me, if you listening, you family with us. So definitely hit us up. So I think we're gonna get up out of here. So catch these next. Let's set a game. So definitely, we can't wait to talk to you guys on Wednesday. So hit us up. I'll tweet it out. So, hey, both time, my brother, I'm going to holler at you later. I appreciate y'all. Have a good one. All right, later. It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for $0 so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port in a number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions.